Hi, welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We're very glad you're joining us today and we hope this message inspires you, builds your faith and encourages you in the things of God. Enjoy the message. Hey, we're live. Good to see you, gentlemen. Good yeah, to see you. Hey, how are you how guys are you? doing? Doing great. Both doing well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. to see you both. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, awesome. Listen, just want to give a quick shout out to everybody. Welcome to another episode of Streams in the Desert, um, our church podcast. As you can see, we're down past the Nick, we're down past the Stephen, but we're not out. I've replaced him with younger. <laughs> And better looking models, okay? So we are we are going to be talking, by the grace of God, all things youth. Uh, that's not all. Uh, I, I feel like this conversation could go anywhere. We were talking about pets from hell before we went live. So I feel like it could just go anywhere. Um, but, but you are most, most welcome. Everybody watching on, don't forget to text in your questions. If you've got questions um, to do with youth or, or really anything else, we will do our best by the grace of God to answer them um also as well don't forget to like and subscribe to our court church youtube channel and and hey share this share this conversation right now share it on facebook and um, uh, with, with all that being said gentlemen it is good to see you both uh, for anybody watching who doesn't know who else is on the screen okay they are not male models God did give with both hands. <laughs> we've got we've got uh, none other than Pastor Tim Morland from Malvern Assembly on the Shankill Road, a a long time friend of Cork mm. Church, a a former intern, uh, a guy who has just blessed us. Uh, a preacher's preacher uh, yeah. and someone who stole one of our very own Emma Morland <laughs> took her away took her away and brought her up the north okay so she was a Cork girl I want to say well when I yeah. met her she lived in Cork uh, yeah. so, so she's up with Tim now and they're just doing an amazing work for the Lord in Malvern yeah. Assembly uh, Tim is a big 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 part of what we do nationally with our youth ministry so Tim it is great to see you bro great that you joined us this uh, afternoon Thanks, Pat. And, Appreciate uh, it. No problem. And listen, uh, Benice is none other than our very own Ben Atkins. And listen, I, I cannot state enough how important Ben Atkins is to youth ministry here in Court Church. Uh, I feel like we're 1A and 1B, Ben. Uh, <laughs> you are, you're, you're a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal youth minister. You're an amazing uh guy to work with to be on team with and you have such an amazing future locally and nationally in youth ministry we couldn't have this conversation without you um you're uh, also you also have a british accent too so i'm not the only one <laughs> three, three brits on screen right now <laughs> so you're you're both so so welcome Thanks for so listen me. i'm going to turn it of course so i just want to turn it over tim i might outstart uh, with you right now, will you tell us about the last 14 months? Okay, tell us about the last 14 months. How's Malvern doing? How's the church doing? And then could you just hone in for us? What challenges, uh, particularly since COVID is, you know, it's just been, it's been a mad 14 months. It's been unprecedented. Yeah. What challenges has that presented, particularly when it comes to reaching young people? And then, yeah. then I'll get you to jump in on that afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Well, the last 14 months, uh, 
I mean, if 15 months ago, if somebody had said to you, this is the way the next 14 months is going to be, I mean, you just wouldn't have believed it. Um, There's been so, I mean, the one word that you, you really describes what you need to have been in the last 14 months is flexible. Um, yeah. I mean, when everything has been stripped away of, of not just uh, what you would want church life to be like, but what you're used to uh, doing things the way you're used to doing them, uh, all that has been, has been removed. And so uh, I, I think that it's only brought advantages to church and on a yeah. sort of wider scale. Um, yes, there has been the negative that we haven't been able to meet together in the way that we normally would. Um, but even that comes with multiple advantages. Um, you know, for people who who haven't been frontline workers, who have been uh, working from home or perhaps not working at all, um, it's been a, a great opportunity that when everything else has been stripped away, what does what really matters in life, what really matters in faith, what really matters in church life. Um, and so it's been an adventure and a difficult adventure to try and navigate mm. that. Everyone's the same, whether you're in, in ministry or whether you're uh, just a part of church and you're coming and you're serving, you're just a part of things or you're in services and whatever it happens to be. Uh, it's been a whole mixed bag of, of everything. And you really just have had to roll with the punches, deal with what comes your way and try and make the best of it. Um, and that's been the ad, that's been the adventure of the thing. Um, yeah. For us as a church, uh, it's been up, ups and downs over the last load of months, the year and a bit. Um, there, there's been a lot of stuff happening uh, for a church like ourselves, who are really a smaller church, and the average age of our congre- congregation is older. That brings challenges. Uh, yeah. At the start, it's brought yeah, it yeah. brought technological challenges, and uh, because you have you know you're, you're dealing in some cases with pensioners who uh, Zoom isn't just a new thing; it's a big deal, and there's yeah. qu- question marks and anxiety over what happens if I go on, I hit the wrong thing, I do the wrong thing, it doesn't work. Uh, and there's a level of frustration that can come with that. So uh, we had to sort of deal with that a little bit. Um, then we've had lockdown and lockdown ease and lockdown and lockdown ease and lockdown again. So we were out of church and then we were in church and out of church again and in church and out of church and now we're back in and hopefully that'll be us. Uh, yeah. that'll, that'll be us again. But um, specifically for for young people, uh, just just finish on this. I mean, for us with our own young people in church, um, we have a group that are kind of getting towards sort of uh, end of teenage years into young adults. Um, so we've really been trying to pitch at that level, aim for that level, because our aim is by the time you hit 18, 19, that... Um, you're able to stand on your own two feet. So we've really been, spiritually speaking, you're able to stand on your own two feet. Uh, so we've really been trying to aim towards that. That's been the point that we're aiming at and everything that we've to try, everything that we've tried to do. Um, just because that's the age and that's the group that we that we have. So uh, thank God there's been different things we've been able to do that's helped with that. So, um, yeah, so... Hey man, that sounds awesome, and uh, you know, I feel like we can identify. We're we're, we're on different 
you know, uh, sides of or, or, or ends of the country. But, you know, there's a lot of shared experience there for us. Uh, I know our journey um, over the last 14 months, there have been some huge challenges. And yeah. one thing that struck me is the idea of, you know, the Lord has pushed us to the place where ideas are swapped and, and, and um, you know, really where people are, 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 are talking and, and trading ideas, I guess I want to say. So, so in, in Acts 17, I remember Paul, he's in Athens, and he goes to the uh, Arapagus, and that was the place where people people yeah. traded ideas. Yeah. That was the Roman road. And so that is the internet for us, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I do think that there's been this kind of journey to push the church out of a building and into that space. And, and that has looked a lot like technology, grappling mm. with Zoom, grappling with all that stuff uh, as well. But Ben, maybe, maybe you can speak on that because you're a technical person. Like we have really had to we have had to grapple with some things. I'm sitting in a studio that we didn't have 14 yeah. months ago. And we're, 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 you know, we're talking on the internet. The thought yeah. alone would have terrified me. It still yeah. does terrify us, but we're talking online and we're learning to grapple these things or with these things. What does that look like Ben um, for us here uh, in Cork church? I feel you can speak on that better than I can. Would you just share on that? And then we'll bring it back around to really how, how 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 this looks for youth ministry yeah yeah i mean god is like you say you're in the studio god has really blessed us um in cork but i think it comes from um there's a there's a willingness from from the from the pastors from the from the body to just say okay we're not going we're going we're going to over we're going to overcome because we have overcome you know we, mm-hmm. we have the message of hope mm-hmm. and this message has to it has to carry on going out um i remember yeah we started with the first lockdown on an iphone just trying to trying to make yeah. sense of of this new yeah. terrain and and do you know what it was i look back because it came up you know on when you when you you get your memories on facebook and it came up as a year ago a couple of months back and there's you're half cringing because you know you've come you've come on from that and you're like oh no you're also you like you're looking at yourself from a year ago and no one likes to do that but also there's that there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's the joy there's a joy in the journey and yeah. i think for us and what what i what um what really challenged me and inspired me was yeah that willingness to say all right this is the message that we have this is the message of of hope and of the gospel and like the way that it goes out, we don't have to, we just have to see what works, you know, where, where are the people, where do we need to go? And then everything else, then there's, then people come along, come on, on side, you know, they, they catch the the heart for it. They share in the vision for it. And it like, it takes, it takes people to give, it takes finances. You know, you're sitting in a studio, Patrick, that, that people had to give in order for us to, to, to establish. But I feel like the, the fruit of that giving is, is massive. We've got a reach as a church. Now we've a reach far greater than we did before the lockdown and yeah. it's and it's and you're right into people's homes you know you're you're going um you're outside of the four walls like you said patrick and it's and it's brilliant and it's a great journey really and one that i think we'll we'll be celebrating for years to come as well yeah mm. yeah hey I, I love that ben i i love that and i think we can all celebrate the fact that we have the right message we yeah. have the right message yeah. about yeah. the gospel the gospel works we have yeah. the truth we have the word uh, to proclaim 
the word, yeah. the finished work, Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross. And so really it's just about, like you said, Ben, it's about finding the right way to communicate that mm. and finding a way to reach those people because now yeah. they can't come and sit in front of us every Sunday. So, yeah. you know, it's amazing. And, and, and just the grace of God has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. The way God has brought people uh, to, 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 to jump on board on the vision and just give yeah. of their time, of their resources, yeah. their talent, their energy. It's amazing to me. It really yeah. has been yeah. special. Um, yeah. I actually heard that, um, um, I think Dell uh, was saying that they're actually uh, five years ahead. They're five years ahead because of lockdown. Yeah. Five years ahead. So, so yeah. however that works, I, but, but I, I feel that that's the same for us as the church, that mm. we have leaped forward. I don't know how yeah. we would have gotten here if it hadn't been for the season. Uh, I think yeah, that yeah. in an unprecedented time, God has used it to take his church forward uh, in an yeah. unprecedented way. Yeah. So I just think it's amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> I, I, the interesting thing is, Pat, I mean, you, you mentioned there Acts chapter 17, there with Paul and the thing that strikes me about that that passage is uh he 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 begins his his message there by saying I was traveling through your city and I yeah. find uh, an idol that was made and it was to the unknown god so what he's doing yeah. is he's using what is right there and what's visible what's well yeah. known to everyone in the city and he yeah. he takes that as his point and then he says so let me explain to you who that God is that you're talking about there in that sentence. And that really is a picture of what this journey has been like for churches, for, for Christians, uh, for, I mean, we have some family members who are involved in missions in different places uh, around the world. And it, for all of them, no matter what your setting is, if it's church or missions or whatever, uh, this period has been a time to focus on, uh, here's what we have, let's use this, and let's mm. use this as the vehicle for us sharing our message. Um, yeah. And that will always, I think, that will always find its its audience. It will always hit the target. It will always hit what God wants it to become. Um, yeah. yeah. And he gives us the uh, the ingenuity and then the ability to be able to to do that and to aim for that message, no matter what your audience is. If it's dealing with kids, teenagers, young adults, pensioners, yeah. families, whatever it may be. Yeah, and I think it's funny we we always mention the Roman road, and hmm. I'm always so struck because the Roman road was never designed for the gospel. You know, the Roman road was designed for the Romans. You know. Yeah. No one made no one made the internet yeah. thinking that Jesus is going to use this to change lives. No one invented Zoom thinking mm -hmm. we're going to have house groups and and I, and I think it's it's a beautiful picture of the gospel. God is at work and God is greater than all of these things. You know, I, I wonder if you yeah if you if you said to um, Bill Gates and the I don't know who made the internet, but if you spoke to them when they were coming up with it and 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 even mentioned that that it would be used for the gospel in the way that it has. Mm -hmm they would never have realized that and i think it's we it, it's it's powerful to see but also it's it's beautiful to see because there is there's so much so much went down the roman road so like mm. soldiers went down trade went down and it's the same with the internet there's so much on 
in the internet you can everything is on the internet yet we are you you know well not god is using that passage that that passageway that that um that highway um of of information and 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 it's and it's amazing to see yeah. And what's interesting about looking at it from a youth ministry perspective, uh, I mean, you guys will know over the last five years, 10 years, however long we've been involved in, in youth ministry stuff. I mean, how much have we spoken about the negative use of the Internet and the negative use of social media for teenagers? But it, but I mean, now it's not just teenagers. It's it's the whole spectrum of ages because everybody's yeah. on some form of social media somewhere uh if not they're they're locating stuff on youtube to watch and whatever so we were always kind of trying to get a message across that um you know you need to be careful about what you're what you're using that for what you're looking at what you're getting out of it and everything else but actually thank god in the last 12 months just over that now there's been this sort of tidal wave of uh church services uh videos of uh songwriters worship leaders singing from home all and there's mm. just this tidal wave of stuff that's out there that people can people can access and so now it's not don't just you don't just have to be careful about what you're looking at it's now well here's all this great stuff that you can go and that you can access and you can be listening to it when you're sitting at home, when you're doing the dishes, when you're doing whatever it is, when you're studying, whatever it happens to be. And you have all those things uh, in, in front of you. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It is. I, 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 I'm loving, I'm loving this. Uh, I'm loving, loving, loving this conversation because I, I think when we start, love, I was loving what you were saying, Ben, um, the Roman road was used for 101 things, mm. but it was redeemed by the gospel. Wow. Yeah. And there's something, there's something about, about uh, redemption in yeah. what has happened over the 14 months. Uh, we have, you know, God has graced his church to embrace something that wasn't fashioned for, for the gospel, but now can be used for the gospel. Yeah. And, and, mm. and I, I feel like if we can, and I feel like it's important to say for some people, it's only ever going to be an iPhone. It's only ever going to be an yeah. iPhone. Yeah. For some churches, that's, yeah. that's the, going to be the peak of their technolo technological kind of um, yeah. wherewithal. You know, it's going to be an iPhone, but use the iPhone. Absolutely. Use the iPhone. If that's what you have, yeah. Yeah. use yeah. it. In yeah. other churches, we're going to, you know, people are going to bless us with studios or whatever. But I think for all of us, with the little we have, it, it's not so much the resources, it's not even the way that we package it, but take the little, take the word, take the bread, yeah. and in yeah. whatever way God yeah. has graced you, yeah. bring it to the people. Beautiful. Do you know what I mean? I, I just feel that because I feel, do you know, I feel that there are some pastors, maybe youth leaders, ministers, who look at certain presentations of certain churches and say, hey, I can't do that, so I'm, I'm maybe I'm not going to try. I'm I'm just mm. trying to keep my youth group together, keep my yep. church together, keep keep things ticking over. I can't put on a Hollywood production every Friday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Well, yeah. I think that if you put on something honest and authentic with what God has yeah. given you, and you preach that gospel and lean your weight, put your full trust in the content. Yeah. Because content is king here. Mm, yeah. Content is king. 
whatever we put on the internet, it can yeah. have all the bells and whistles and shining lights and all that. We can get everything right, but if the content isn't there, if the yeah. word isn't there, if the grace of the gospel isn't in what we're presenting, yeah. it doesn't matter. So we yeah. have got to fall back on that. And so maybe there's somebody yeah. watching here, listening to this conversation. You've got an iPhone, three people in your youth group. Go Keep for going. it. Yeah. Preach that gospel. You've got the same Bible that we have, the Absolutely. same gospel that we have, yeah, the same good. anointing, yeah. the same Holy Spirit. Just do it. Because I yeah. think the more witness we have, and in a funny way, I think we've been victims of our own success here. I don't think the Irish government would be saying, well, you know, worship can continue online if the church hadn't done such a great job of conducting worship <laughs> yeah. online. Yeah. I yeah. feel that way. I feel if had we not, maybe it would have been different. But I think it's a yeah. testimony ultimately to the redemptive power of the gospel. Yeah. The redemptive power. Of the, so, that, so we're wrong to just reject everything that hasn't literally dropped from heaven. Yeah. Right. Or we just reject everything in culture because it hasn't dropped from heaven. Actually, yeah. we can redeem and with a confidence that comes in the yeah. gospel, say, yeah. no, God, God, no, it wasn't directly made for this purpose, but in Christ, all things are made new. If God can redeem me and use me for his purposes, he can, yeah. he can redeem the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. I really, really love it. Um, well, I, I want to ask, right, and Ben, maybe you can jump in here too, because Ben, uh, Tim, I, I love what you were saying earlier on about... Um, having having like young people ready to stand on their own two feet mm. by the yeah. time they're 18. Yeah. What an amazing, that is an amazing metric for success for youth ministry. Mm. I think that's fantastic, right? I know a lot of people say healthy things grow. I want to make an addendum. I, healthy things grow roots. Healthy things grow yeah. deep. Okay, yeah. so you might have a youth group. You may not have a lot of people in your yeah. youth group but make sure that the people in your youth group are growing deeper in the Lord oh, yeah. Yeah. so that they're able to stand on their own two feet. I, I think Jeremiah would not meet the metric of healthy things grow if he was to, if his ministry was to be held up against that standard. Mm. So, so Ben, would you talk a little bit uh, about what's been going on in, in, in our youth group here in court? Tell the people what God has been helping us to, on, 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 to, to, you know, a new new initiatives Ben has been giving, or the Lord has been giving us, and new ways we can reach young people, and what we're really yeah. doing here. So. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think, like you were saying earlier, Tim, everyone had to, you had to adapt, and you had to kind of, um, you just, yeah, you had to play the field, you know, as it mm. was in front of you. You had to see this is okay. This is what we have. This is what we don't have. This is what we need, and and I think young people especially need community they need connection and so um yeah patrick you came we had we came in with with uh, three c's content care and communication that was our heart and that is our oh, that's good the, the 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 core of what we're trying to put out as a team because yeah like you say there's you could put out funny videos you could put out all sorts of stuff but like we need we need our young people to have an encounter um with 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 god and and so for us it was putting out continuing to, to trust god and put out uh word put out a word put out a, a message from the heart of god encourage them challenge them and um, i think if we can get young people talking to jesus and reading their word then you know there's kind of a recipe for yeah. success there i am um, a big prayer and a big burden on my heart is that with the with the generation that, that we have 
in and 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 I see it a lot. God is God is plan like Z, Z really. You know, you've got plan A, which is try it by myself. Plan B is ask my friends. You know, plan M might be go to my parents. Yeah. You know, and and you have every you've trying with the, the young people now are trying to figure everything out in their own strength, and then last resort come to, to come to God. And and there's so much pain in that process. There's so much hurt, and there's so much. Um, yeah like just agony because it doesn't work uh, yeah. and so trying to encourage young people that their father the father in heaven loves them enough and they can trust that love enough that they should go to him yeah. first you know um so yeah for us it's been it's uh, like it's not been without its challenges 100 percent. i think community on zoom especially for young people they're on zoom nine till three yeah. four for school the last thing they want to do is be on zoom again but there is something and and maybe for 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 youth any youth leaders watching there is something about standing in the gap and doing what is right and stand and standing where god has placed you and saying i'm not going to move from this spot because yeah. how many how many testimonies of a young adult do you hear where it was the youth leaders persistence or it was their kids leaders uh speaking over them where that 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 reminded them in that broken place that god loves them. that was how that was the mouthpiece for god uh speaking to them showing him their his love for them and so i think there's a challenge on us as youth leaders to just stand in that spot and say i'm here every friday on zoom we're going to hang out we're going to play games yeah. we're going to talk about god's word if you come great want to see you there love you if you don't come but want to see you there and there's mm. something about that that consistency and just saying you know what the world might be falling away but we're going to stand in this gap and yeah. And I think that speaks speaks volumes to young people because everything else is is really fragile in their lives. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, Ben, that, that is, is such a fantastic answer. Uh, I love the way you said that, you know, for, for, for if we can get young people talking to Jesus and reading their word, there, it's, mm -hmm. that, that is a, a fabulous kind of, um, that things are looking good, you know, things yeah, are looking good yeah. for the future for that young person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got a few, and Tim, Tim, I, I'm just going to read a few. And I, I had an Irish uh, Times article that I pulled up there from February of this year. Um, and, and I wanted, I was hoping you could speak into this and maybe even minister into this. Mm -hmm. um, but listen to this. 40% of a ongoing study into the impact of COVID-19 into the pandemic uh, on Ireland's teenagers, okay, have suggested that they're struggling with the impact of lockdown and feel lonely or alone. And now listen mm. to this. Dr. Lorraine Swords from the School of Psychology at Trinity College Dublin warned that while some young people may appear relatively unscathed by the restrictions, others have been strongly impacted by isolation, bereavement and feelings of anxiety. So in other words, according to this article, our young people may seem fine on the outside, yeah. but on the inside, they're dealing with isolation, fear, anxiety, loneliness, all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, now, when I was first starting in youth ministry, um, kids would act out. Kids would explode into, uh, you know, destructive behaviors. They would go drinking. There would be promiscuity, things like that. So in other words, yeah. you would see where a young person was at. You would see it coming and you would see it playing out. Now, young people go inward. They yeah. turn inward. I found that to be true. Young mm. people, they go inside uh, and, and they, they collapse from the inside. And so what would you say 
to young people watching on or to any youth leaders on how you can maybe begin to tackle those issues? How do you reach a young person who might be feeling lonely or alone or anxious but might appear fine? Yeah. Um, I think even how you answered, how you asked that question, Pat, uh, th there's a word in there that you just used was the word reach. Um, yeah. uh, and that's, to me, that's a key word. Uh, that's a key word in terms of any sort of ministry that's done. It's about reach. Um, it's about, uh, if you, first of all, I'll address trying to impact it first of all and then the impact that it has on on teenagers especially um you have to can continue to try to reach always trying to find what it is that you can do that breaks down that sense of you're you're over there and i'm here and there's a big gap between us uh, because in a sense that's the isolation that we have all everybody's been through everybody mm. has been impacted by uh by that sense of isolation that sense of loneliness that sense of uh withdrawal away from people uh, mm. not having just the normal even sort of face-to-face -face conversations that life should be that's what life should be it should be yeah. uh conversing with people it should be community with people it should be around people and uh that does impact people in different ways but i do think that everybody has been impacted in some way by what has gone on for some people that may not even manifest itself yet that might be a couple of months from now even when yeah. things go back to some sort of normality and mm -hmm. uh you're you're back in a classroom or a workplace and you're in having face-to-face -face conversations and there's an anxiety that comes with uh what happens if i, I say the wrong thing or what happens if something doesn't quite work out so um there's always that sense and feeling of of trying to deal with that the, mm -hmm. the beauty of the one good thing that's come from isolation is that it has shown all of us the necessity to be together with people mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah because you, you you tend to find that there are people who are more reserved they they prefer their own company but even for those people um there comes a point where too much of your own company is is a negative thing so let me talk from from my perspective um i tend to find that when i'm alone and when i'm isolated my mind tends to go places that is of no value to me it yeah. then takes issues in life and blows them out of proportion and yeah. what should be something that could be dealt with now becomes something that is so much bigger that I, I can't even get my head around how to begin to deal to deal with that um, mm -hmm. the beauty of of walking with God in isolation is that when you look through scriptures um, very often when you come across characters that were isolated that's exactly where God wanted them to be yeah. because for me uh, God sometimes brings us to a place where he strips away 
everything that's comfortable. Yeah. So that all we have, all we have, and all we can rely on is Him, because yeah. actually that that's the the building point, and that's the foundation stone that He wants all of our, for each individual, He wants our faith to to be built yeah. on, and, and yeah. take from that, uh, yeah. strip away everything of what life is or what life can be or should be, and if all you have left is God, then He is all you need. But watch as he becomes all that you need and starts to add on and bless and build and takes you to places you couldn't imagine that you've been before and make, allows you to meet people that in your wildest dreams you thought they, they would never have anything to do with me. But it all starts as its foundation block of he's stripped away everything so that all that's left is him yeah. because yeah. that's where he wants us uh, to be. And you find that pattern on countless times uh, not only was it just a starting point sometimes it was a place that people returned to you know i think of elijah mount carmel victorious great ma a marvelous victory yeah, and the next yeah. thing is he finds himself in a cave isolated a, a, in a place of isolation and there's just yeah. one example off the top of my head yeah. but there is yeah. value in the isolation um, yeah. and that sense of smallness that comes when you feel isolated, that sense of aloneness, uh, mm -hmm. it, it can be overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I think as a youth leader or as an older sibling or as a parent or as a pastor, I think it starts with reaching. It starts yeah. with continually reaching, uh, trying yeah. to stretch yourself to reach out to people. So good, um, yeah. Even those that don't, you might look at and say, they, I'm not sure that they need it. Um, yeah. Do yeah. it anyway. Do you know? I think that's great. I think that Tim. I I think that that's. I think that that's it. I think that when you think about young people, and when you think about what they, what, what what is all social media activity really about? What what is it tantamount to? It is our attempt to get affirmation from other people. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. So young people. And, and, and to, 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 to the same extent, us as adults, we go on social media, we post, we, we look for people, we, we look for the type of affirmation that ultimately only comes from Christ and the gospel. So yeah. what do we do? What do, what do we, and, and what, are, what are young people doing? They're not posting the truth on their newsfeed. Mm. They're yeah. posting a projection on their newsfeed. Yeah. This yeah. is what I think. I think when we get on with loving those young people for who they really are, not yeah. for who they project themselves as, I think that we can see a shift off of some of the, the social media practices and some of the isolation yeah. And, yeah. and going inward and all of that. So yeah. and I think sometimes young people and people in general only listen to the internal voice, the voice of their own heart, um, because they don't trust other voices, that those mm, other yeah. voices have anything yeah. good to say. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think when you love a young person for who they are, and I, I've seen it before, I've seen young people literally saying, hey, you know, I really like the way you said that today. Mm. Hey, I just noticed, I, I just noticed that, you know, whether it's a milestone or, or, or a small victory that they've had, celebrating it with them, going, hey, yeah. you know, you just, you just did something there that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, I just... I don't know if you know this, but I, I just, I'm proud of you. And I, I think that God is going to use your life. I think yeah. you're gifted. I think you're called. And it can be so difficult to do that as a parent 
when you're faced with a teenager that's bulgy, uh, yeah. or, or, uh, angry, moody, all yeah. that kind of thing, and you're, you're face-to-face with what they're not. So yeah. the easy thing to do is criticize them. The easy thing to do is be critical, right? And I was reading just there in Colossians 3, Paul said, fathers, do not provoke your children, yeah. leading them to discouragement. And that provocation, it really comes from the idea of discord, the idea that things aren't right, the idea that there's a quarrel going on or that there's yeah. no peace. So in other words, where the power of a father to come and, 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 and rather than to make that young person feel like somehow things aren't right, that they could do more and be more, or that mm. we as, as spiritual fathers or real fathers look at them and see something that they're not, yeah. right, which leads to discouragement. Yeah. Instead, we should come alongside them and affirm them. So I say all that to say the power of affirmation, the yeah. power yeah. Of, yeah. of that now is, is remarkable. It's yeah. and mm. something I think we should embrace, whether you're a parent or a youth leader. Yeah. Find something. Find a way to, to build affirm, up that yeah. young person. Yeah. Find a way. Then yeah. you're going to say something. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, I think that's beautiful, Patrick, that you, we... I th- we can easily forget that young people need affirmation like yeah. and and i think especially like you said as as an ex bolshi teenager i can say that <laughs> we like <laughs> that that you know behind it's all it's all bravado it's all mm. you know it's a front because behind it is someone that's that, that is crying out for yeah that was great well done you know yeah. like i'm just going to put it out there girls guys just as much as girls need to be told that they're not ugly that they're, that they're good looking you know because yeah. it's not like we we, we build up a a thing that and and girls do yeah you tell you know they need to be told that they're that they're beautiful that that god has made them but mm-hmm. so do guys so do our young men because there is such an attack on on the effort on the on the yeah. on the um self-esteem of young people these days yeah. um that i think yeah what you're saying about affirmation is 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 powerful i, w- I also just i wanted to just to touch on something um tim you mentioned about reaching and i was i was challenged and i've been challenged that like what is how does grace act when you're reaching someone and, and i feel like grace identifies you know mm-hmm. there's uh i I'm, i dare not say who who said it but someone said walk a mile in these Louis Vuittons you know and you understand how it is to be me uh I'm sure there are pastors somewhere no I, <laughs> but like I I I say that to say that I feel as when we're talking about young people as parents as teachers as uh, as leaders as as mentors I know I don't know if you're if you may be listening watching and you're like I don't have um, a teenage child I don't have a teenage grandchild but there are teenagers in your church who see you week in week out and um, and so every, I think this does apply to everyone I think there's a challenge and, and there's a challenge for us to identify with these young people and not to belittle their problems if it's big for them then it's big you know mm. it might just be like you know when you you I mean when you're 16 and your heart gets broken by the girl at school that's the biggest thing in the world and yes as a 30 something year old you can be like that you know you'll be fine that's nothing but then as a 16 year old that's that's huge that's your world and so i feel like there's a call for for us as you know not uh, for our young people to 
to really identify with them and, and to show them grace and to to say you know what yeah like you should be maybe you should be fine in this lockdown mm. but actually maybe you're not and not seeing your friends is maybe a bigger thing than it is for me not seeing my friends as a mm. as, as a 20 year old as a, as a 30 year old as a 40 year old maybe you're chat you're struggling with this more than you should maybe you're not walking in truth the way you should but I'm not going to judge you for that. I'm going to walk with you for that. I'm going to show it like, and I'm going to come along. And I just think it's so, it's so massive. We can't project onto our young people what we, what we want to be there. If you've got a child and they're not like, yeah, then maybe they're not what you want them to be. I think we've got to accept that and then walk with them, reach them. And and you can't reach where you want them to be. You have to reach where they are. Yeah. That's fantastic, Ben. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Tim, what say you on that? You know, how do we, how do we, how do we, you know, identifying with young people? It can be a really difficult thing. They don't speak mm. like we do. They don't dress like we do. Yeah. They don't, you know. Yeah, I've just realised that I'm barely a millennial. They're Gen Zers, Ben. You're a Gen Z. You know, we've got boomers who say that they that they are the best generation ever. Millennials who get it, I think, a bad rap. And Gen yeah. Zs who are just judging the entire thing. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> how, how do we how do we bridge that? How do we identify with young people? I, I think one of the biggest challenges for youth leaders and parents even is well, how do I even talk to a young person? Yeah. How do I break through that initial wall? How do I speak to them? And um, do yeah. do you have any any advice? Is there anything you you think that people could maybe take away and, and use? You know, how do I talk to my young person? Yeah. Um, to me, the first thing that strikes me about that is I think back to as a teenager, um, and what I will say is that investment covers a multitude of differences. So, for example, what that looked like for me as a teenager was um, I would go on a Saturday afternoon and I would be playing uh, a hockey match for my local club side and my youth leader would show up in the pouring rain and he would come and watch the game didn't didn't necessarily have the first clue about hockey wasn't interested in sport but was there investing and that investment and that level of um showing a young person that you are a priority to me, that can cover so much distance in in the differences that we have. Because at at the root of it all, what is one of the human conditions that we have for all of us is that we all have a desire to be, uh, we all have a desire to be loved by people. We all have a desire that people would love to be in our company. We all have a desire that we would love to have uh, deep friendships that we're invested in. And for me, looking back as a teenager, that's what happened with my youth leader. He, he took interest in stuff that, frankly, he had no right really to be interested in, in that yeah. sense, to use that in a, in a right way, uh, that, that shouldn't have been a anything that he should have been bothered by but he went above and beyond again it comes back to that reaching but it's being yeah. invested because that can then because at the end of the day the great thing about working with teenagers is that 
you can't waffle to them. So they know when you're being dis, dis uh, whatever the word is. You know when you're putting on a, an act, you're putting on a front. You they know uh, when you're telling them something that you don't really mean. Yeah, they know all that. And so the best thing that you can do is to be intentional with what you say, but don't just say something for the sake of saying something. Look into that person, what kind of person that they're like, and then say, well, in seeing this is what I have discovered, and let that be, it comes off the back of what Ben has just shared, let that be the, the basis and the beginning of, let me tell you what I see in you, and it, you're bringing truth but it's being invested in them. Yeah. And that that isn't easy to do. It's not easy to do. Um, but it's well worth putting the effort in to try and, and to be able to do that. I don't know if that really answers the question. I, but, I think it does, Tim. Uh, I think it yeah. does, Tim. I, and I think it, that should put hope in the heart of every young le- um, a youth leader who doesn't feel cool enough or yeah, relevant yeah. enough or who maybe is, is walking that tram line and maybe leaning in, in more toward entertainment than, than just preaching truth, standing for the mm. truth, and being what God has made you. So I think one of the hardest yeah. Rubicons to cross in youth ministry is to be what God has made you, to not overly identify with peripheral things. Yeah. So to not overly identify with cultural things, to not walk around dressed like them when you're 40, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, uh, but <laughs> but, but instead to be what God has made you, but to invest yeah. in them. So yeah. so hey, young person, you get my attention, and when you get it, I'm not looking at a phone and looking at you. I'm undivided. I'm giving you my unequivocated attention. I'm going to mm. show up to your games. I'm going to drop you home. I'm going to care enough about you to tackle you on some of the issues. Mm. I'm going to talk to you about things that no one else might be willing to talk to you about. So I think young people, when they get the sense that, hey, this youth leader is willing to sacrifice their personal relationship with me, in other words, they're happy for me not to like them if it means that ultimately I can be helped by them. Mm, so yeah. I think that that's an amazing thought, the idea of investing and identifying. And so I just think if you're watching on as a youth leader yeah. right now, it's your heart. Give them your whole heart. Doesn't yeah. matter what you look like. You don't need to make yourself cool or Jesus cool. You don't need to entertain them. That they'll get yeah, better yeah. entertainment in the world. That's yeah, not what yeah. this is about. We should be loving them and putting the yeah. truth into yeah. them and and really exemplifying the truth. Ben, what say you? Yeah, I I I think what you guys are saying is 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 spot on. I I know from like I'm the same as Tim. I know for myself. The, it's you remember like you really remember the the effort you yeah. know you don't necessarily remember the the games you know yeah. shout out to all of the games pastors though you do a great yeah. job but like you don't yeah. necessarily remember having a banana shoved through a sock into your mouth like that's not what like that's not what made me love youth what made me love being in youth and and what was that yeah that that these people cared about me mm. you know and and I, and I, yeah, I think, and then what you were saying, Patrick is, is brilliant. Like I, I always, when I first came to Ireland and into, into youth at Summer Fire and I saw it was, uh, it was, it was, um, Pastor Nick was preaching and I was just like, for me, that was so foreign because why would you get like the senior pastor? He's 50. He's, you know, 
why would you get him in? But then I just, I was so struck by it. Like he wasn't trying to be a 20, he wasn't trying to be a millennial because he can't, he's, you know, he's, that's who yeah. he is. He wasn't yeah. like, he wasn't trying to be anything other than himself. And he just came in and he spoke truth and he spoke life over these young people. And then at the end, there was a full altar of young people who were crying out to Jesus. And I was like, wow, Re revelation, you know, it's yeah. not about, it's, it, it, and it never was, but you know, I think as youth leaders, we like you, you, you can start to think that, yeah, it is about me. It's about how I present this. And I think what you said, Patrick is, is spot on. Like we can't compete with the world. We have got to stop trying because we'll just come up second. Huh? Everything like you, you'll just, you'll just do it like a, a cheap, cheap version of it. And, and, and young people won't have mm. um, any interest. But if I, if I may add, I just think we have to view we have to remember and just remind ourselves of the the, fr the young people are fragile i think yeah. and I, and the think of the way you would nurse you'd nurse a baby you know they there are so young people are resilient yes young people are have seen more than i like i think 14 year olds now have seen much more of the world than i saw when i was 14 but one time you make fun of a young person mm. you can't you can't wash you can't wash over that yeah. with with a hundred compliments yeah you know these i think we have to as as parents as youth leaders as any any role model any any anyone in, in authority anyone in uh with with influence you just you, the weight of your words you have to remember the weight of your words mm. if it's one thing for another young person to make fun of their t-shirt yeah. if you say it you can be sure that t-shirt's going in the bin and yeah. i and and so we just think there's a there's a call on on you to remember on us to remember yeah. what it what is like what is my position in this person's life and mm -hmm. to to guard that to to guard them and to to just yeah do you know do you, does that make, i yeah. hope that makes sense yeah i'm glad ben that you mentioned uh role models there because like every teenager has role models or, or people that they aspire to be um but the interesting thing about teenagers and role models is that the role models that they have are you know if like a, a young guy's into basketball it's like lebron james kevin durant if they're into football or soccer it's the ronaldo's and the messies of this world or musical artists uh or social media influencers or whatever but the interesting thing about role models is that they tend to pick role models who they don't they know of but they don't see those people with warts and all all of yeah. their bad points the the brilliant thing now talking to youth leaders is the the, the best thing that you have going for you in terms of that whole role model thing is that you are there yeah so that's the that's the best weapon and thing that you can utilize is that you are there for all their desire to be like whoever their role model is you are there for them in their yeah. daily life you see them once a week and the second greatest strength is that you are close to being a parent but you're not a parent yeah and that also is critical and it's of it's of so much value um because you you can have influence positive influence on them but you're you're not having to come at it from 
a parental role. And so, mm-hmm. but yet similarly, your job is to draw alongside their parents yeah. and to be an extension of, I, I want to build this young person up. I want to see them become molded and I want to see them uh, grow in all areas of their life. I want to see them develop spiritually. I want to see them go as far as they can academically, whatever area of life it is, we want them to be as well-rounded individuals as possible. So the good thing is that you can be parental-like at some points, but you're not a parent. Um, And that has its advantages as well. That's really excellent, guys. I, I mean, I'm struck by a couple of things here. I mean, first of all, Ben, I think what you were saying about the power of your words um, you know, we've, we've spoken earlier about earlier about criticism. We have got to be careful. Absolutely. I mean, I know in our youth ministry, if we are going to take uh, make fun of anybody, it's going to be another leader. Um, we're, we're not going to make fun of young people if we can help yeah. it at all. Um, you know, we've made some mistakes in the past. <laughs> you know, but that's not that's not what we're going to do. You know, we're going to try and insulate that young person from from the real fragility that you mentioned you know which is that mm. those words when we when we expose rather than cover we're yeah. doing the opposite of the gospel the gospel amen that is the opposite christ comes and with his grace and love covers what we are not and yeah. loves us as we are mm. and i tell you one thing when it comes to influence and role modeling as well as you were mentioning him so rightly that young person will follow after you when they're yeah. loved by you. That's yeah. what it is. But it's never going to be do as I say, not yeah. as I do. That's it. Moses on the mountain top. Yeah. And here on Friday night, hear the word of the Lord, yeah. and you're gone, and you can't be touched, and you, you've got a veiled face, um, so they don't really know who you are. They can't see your humanity. Uh, none of that. That doesn't work. You've got yeah. to. You've got to be in the pasture land. You've got to smell like the mm. sheep. They've yeah. got to understand that you're a human being with yeah. flaws, getting the same grace that they're getting. Yeah. And so, I, I really think that what you guys are hitting on here is so vital. We can't. Don't criticize them. Don't. Don't make fun of them. Love them for who they are love them and they'll follow after you mm, and the yeah. best role models um, i think are the ones who were transparent it's yeah. the humanity of jesus that drew sinners yeah. to it That's it's it. the humanity of christ that, mm. that, that allowed sinners to draw close to him mm. and i think that when we're human and when we're vulnerable young people can identify with that more than wearing the right sneakers on a friday night yeah. yeah. So we've got a few minutes left here. And and I'd love, guys, if, you know, Tim, maybe you'd lead out here. Is there any encouragement on your heart that you would just want to just, just, just share? Uh, it can be for youth leaders, it can be for parents, it can be for youth, it could just be in general. Is there any encouragement at all, bro? I just want to hand over to you there. Yeah. Um, just one thing that we have, this has been our priority really over the past 12 months or so um is to just get young people into studying the word um and what we've what we've tried to do is that we have tried to at the start we began by using a lot of um 
a lot of different resources and stuff. But what we've tried to do is over time to use less and less resources so that our young people are just taking, reading the Bible themselves, taking a passage and going through and trying to find whatever it is that they can find in that in that passage to try and get them to that point. Um, mm. Because like there used to be a, a, a show on TV that I only ever saw a few minutes of and they used to go around these like uh, sites and do archaeological digs and some weeks they would find like one Roman coin and they would celebrate the coin and in other yeah. weeks they would go yeah, through yeah. this whole site and find all yeah. sorts of stuff everywhere yeah. I the some part of the problem for me is that I would be concerned that we're producing a generation whose study of the word is I'm trying to take a passage and I want to find the one Roman coin when actually we should be, here's the passage. Let me find everything that I can possibly find and get everything out of it. So for example, there's one of my favorite stories in the scripture is uh, Exodus chapter 17. So uh, Joshua is leading the people of Israel in a battle against the Amalekites Uh, on the hillside behind him is uh, Moses and every time Moses has his arms raised then the the Israelites are winning the war every time they fall then they're losing the war so Aaron and her come along and they lift up his arms and raise them up so what I want our young people to do is when you look at that story don't just find well uh, I just need to find people who can lift my arms up no you see it's Mm. one thing to look at it from the perspective of Joshua the leader in training who's actually out there fighting the battle. It's another way to look at it from the perspective of Moses, who's the one that God is using to win the battle or to lose the battle, even though all he's doing is just sitting on a rock. But it's another way to look at it from the perspective of Aaron or her, who's the ones who their role is solely just to lift up the arms of Moses because Looking at it through Joshua's perspective, you can get one truth. And the truth of that is that uh, God is with me no matter what battle I face. And ultimately, my life is in his hands. To look Mm -hmm. at it from the perspective of Moses, it is that uh, God is allowing me, even in my weakness, my old age, my inadequacy and all the rest of it, God is allowing me to have influence on Mm -hmm. my nation and my generation. Uh, to look at it from the perspective of Aaron and her is that all the strength that I need is just to simply keep these arms lifted up. And if that's my job and that's all I can do, then my nation is going to be victorious. So what you're doing is you're not just looking at like, here's one truth. Isn't this amazing? You're looking at it. Here's levels of truth after truth after truth. And through all the perspectives that you look at just one little story and one narrative, you're seeing that actually God is in everything that I do, every decision that I make, every relationship that I'm a part of, he's working in it, through it, everywhere, so that he can be glorified in every area of my life. So, I mean, that's that's one example, but that's the level that you, I believe that I want to try and get, whether it's youth, whether it's young adults, whether it's adults, that have yeah. kids of their own, and that's yeah. not what the level that they're studying scripture at. That's the level that I want them uh, to get yeah. at, because ultimately, then it begins to to bring them and God, which can sometimes in life be so far apart. 
it brings them yeah. closer and closer until they're so closely merged that there's no separation at all. Um, yeah. Because that's when they're standing in their own two feet, getting depths of uh, all the depth that the scripture has for them. And it makes all the difference in the world in teenagers, mm -hmm. anybody's life, who can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tim, I, I think that that's fantastic. <laughs> and and it, 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 it's fantastic. You know, I'm getting kind of fed here just listening to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I wish we I wish we had more time because I, I would love to talk to you and, and hear from you on 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 on, on how you give those young people mm. the tools to mm. be able to identify all those nuances in the word of God. And um, there's, there's a term I love it's, it's narcissus and it's where we read ourselves into the primary um, <laughs> you know narrative flow of the text. So yeah. this 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 text is about me how yeah, is this yeah. text about me so yeah. um for those of us who've read the bible for any length at all we know that the word dries up real quick when we get narcissistical <laughs> yeah. right so we yeah. know we know I, I, you know how do we even equip our young people to find christ and the gospel in the text yeah. how do we get our young people to see that the bible is yeah. a book that god the third yeah. person of the holy of the trinity the holy spirit wrote about the second person of the trinity the mm. bible is about jesus christ yeah. the bible is from 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 beginning to end and so how do we get our young people yeah. to see that the book is about him and that it is all about him yeah. ultimately so yeah. i wish we had time for yeah. that uh, to yeah. talk about that maybe we could do a part two of this one day soon um but uh with with the last few minutes ben do you want to uh, maybe share something that might be on your heart briefly, and then we'll pray. Really want to pray for some young people this mm -hmm. afternoon. So go for it. Yeah, uh, Tim, you, you you should be charging people for that. That that. Level of <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you some money. I feel like I should. The, the, the invoice is coming, Ben. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, I just. I think it, it's an maybe an encouragement to the youth leader that has it has been a tough 14 year, 14 years 14 months um you know <laughs> got like the yeah we never we never we never did this by ourselves you know it was mm. always it's always been the grace of god and it will always continue to be the mm. grace of god and and yeah. and and the level i think to which we we take hold of that and walk in that is the level to which we'll have to fight the battles our, you know, on our, in our own strength um to like for for parents i would you know i would encourage you yeah your young people got god is marked your young people but that also i think that the world has marked your young people as well and there is a yeah. fight on and so we shouldn't be sleeping at the the wheel when it comes to mm. the young people in our church we want to we want to fight for these young people and and trust god with them um but yeah i think so much has so much has been said that that is that has challenged me and encouraged me uh but just from what you said there and what i would maybe finish with from from myself is is that vulnerability you were talking about patrick mm -hmm. i think yeah jesus yeah. modeled vulnerability so we have to von model yeah. vulnerability okay. we can't like we can't pretend that we have it all together because mm -hmm. then how then how like then, and then we tell tell young people that grace is working in our lives, but really we're showing them that it doesn't need to work in our lives because everything's all together anyway. You know, yeah. 
it's it's hard i know and i i i'm not a parent so i i don't i don't have the answer god has the answer ultimately but we have to show that yeah that, that our lives are just as much a work of grace as yeah. the 13 year olds that we're, we're leading the you know and, and i think in doing that there's it just that opens up for, for for god to just to to, to move um, but yeah, just to, to to stay the course. I think if we can have in this country a, a generation of youth leaders that say, "I'm not moving from this gap. I'm going to the game. I'm going to preach the word on the Friday, even though I don't have the sneakers, even though my hair is not what it should be." Even like mm-hmm. if we can have a, a a group of people that will say that, then yeah, that's wow. excellent, Ben. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's brilliant, Ben. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we're going to pray now, but if we could just for 30 seconds shift the parents for a second here. And I just feel to say this, you know, so, so it might be parents watching on, you know, um, it can be it can be it can be so frustrating to be at close quarters with your young people and to see what they are not mm-hmm. because you're grappling with your own sense of uh, expectations for their life. Maybe there are some things or, or, or perceptions of them that you have. And now over the last 14 months, you see that maybe that wasn't true and they're not quite there yet. And I, I really think that it's important for us to, you know, for, important for parents to embrace the idea that you d- don't preach at those young people. You have, you've, they know the word, they know the truth. You've shared that truth with them. Don't preach, don't preach per se anymore, you know, because I've been in homes and I've, seen it i've seen parents who are drilling their young people with you need to read you need to pray you need to go to church and da 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 and you need to and so they're trying to push it into those teenagers lives the young people know those kids yeah. know they know the truth what yeah. makes the gospel attractive is, is is when we display the grace and the love that we've yeah. received from god already so we need yeah. to be conduits as parents in the home we need to love them the way we've been loved. And it really means loving them the way that they are and having the, the confidence to be humble and to be honest and to be open uh, and, and to embrace them right where they're at for who yeah. they are and to trust that they're God's workmanship. So yeah. uh, it's just to say that because I just feel that parents, it's been a, t- I feel for, pa- I feel for parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, what I do and so I just want to pray. I mean, as youth leaders, we get them for an hour a week, two mm. hours a week, three hours a week. They are with their parents all the time. And it's enough. They're with their parents all the time. And so I really want to pray for parents yeah. and for youth ministries right now. I want to pray that parents would be encouraged to trust that those, that young person, that is God's workmanship. Yeah. Ephesians 2.8. That's God's workmanship. God is going to bring that young person through and complete the work that he began in them Mm. because he is faithful and because he's put his name on that young person. So he's attached his reputation to that young person's future. So he's going to do what he's going to do. And so for young, so if maybe, maybe um, I could get Ben, would you pray for parents and then for youth ministries too? That, like you said, Ben, mm-hmm. uh, that that those ministers, whether or not they have the shoes, whether or not they have the sneakers, they will stand in place and trust that the Holy Spirit can keep their arms lifted 
and we can see the battle won in the lives of those young people. So maybe, Tim, yeah. would you pray for youth ministries around the country? Yeah, so uh, let's let's pray now. Let's go to God. And so, Ben, maybe yeah. you'll lead out. And, Tim, would you just close this out, praying for youth ministries yeah. around the yeah, country? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father God, Thank we're, you, Jesus. we're just so thankful, Lord, for your Thank goodness, you. Lord, your, your grace, your kindness to yes, us, Lord. Every, every uh, Mercy's new every single morning. Lord, what a what a testimony we have, Lord, that we were lost, but now we're found. And God, I, I, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the fact that we never graduate from that. We never outgrow yes. grace, but it's grace every single day that carries us. Lord, like, we're, like eagle's wings, those eagle's wings of grace, we're carried on grace. And I just pray, Lord, I, uh, I pray for, for the parents uh, in Ireland, the parents who are, are listening around the world, yes. Lord, I pray. God for them. It's been a, a tough year for everyone, Lord, but yeah. they, they, they've had to adapt. They've had to become teachers. They've had to become uh, counsellors. They've had to become coaches. They've had to become so much and yet remain as parents. Uh, and I just pray for them, God. I pray, Lord, right now, even as they listen to the sounds of my voice, God, that there would be a renewing of their strength and a lifting of their head. Father, yes. I pray for encourage, encouragement where discouragement is, is reigning, God, that, uh, Lord, parents will be encouraged that as they step out in faith and trust you with their young people, you will uh, meet them in their need. I pray, God, mm -hmm. for uh, a trust in you that says I as a parent can be vulnerable with my young person. I can show, I can let them see that grace is working in my life. I can let them see that I don't have it all together or, or you, I can, I can let them see that you God are holding me together. And I pray Lord for wisdom, God, for discernment in those conversations. I pray Lord for, for, for young people. I pray God that there would be a move in the young people of our churches, that they would honor their parents with a godly honor. They would honor their parents and mm. say that is who the Lord has put over over my life god that the the, the rebelliousness god that that comes and says who are you to to speak to me would would, would would wash away god but they would see lord that that you have placed these parents for such a time yes, as this god i pray father that we would see uh, our, our our society uh, impacted by the way we run our homes we would see our society impacted by the way we love our children by the way we love yes. our young people the, the our young people our, our kids are the kids that come to our church the kids that uh, maybe just come in on uh, for the weekends or that they would walk into school so uh, confident in, in who God yeah. has called them to be so built up so affirms Lord I pray you yes. would help us when that when we when we want to discourage when we want to make fun that we would we, we would instead be reminded uh, of all of uh, Lord that the grace you've shown us and we would show that grace to these young people i just yes, pray for, for 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 fresh strength lord uh, a renewed um a reminder lord that we need your presence we need your grace every mm. single day as parents um, yes, and as, as as role models as well there I, I think of those maybe listening that haven't have no kids of their own but lord you have placed in a position of of authority in a position of influence uh, mm. within the church within the community yes. for these young people god i pray the same for them in your mighty name Amen. Amen. Yes, yeah, so Lord, we just thank you, uh, Lord. We thank you for this uh, conversation today, God. We thank you, uh, Lord, for churches up and down our island, our island Lord. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for uh, youth groups that are flourishing, Lord. We thank you for mm. uh, teenagers that are giving their heart to you, giving their life to you, Lord. I thank you for many teenagers, many uh, 
people, whatever their age, Lord, who have given their heart to you over this last year and a bit, Lord. And so, God, we pray uh, for young or for youth groups, Lord. We pray, uh, Lord, for youth leaders, Lord. I pray yeah. especially for uh, maybe pastors of smaller churches who who don't have a youth leader, don't have any youth yeah. team, and they're yeah. trying by themselves to to win over teenagers in their area or in their church, Lord. I just pray, oh God, for them. Uh, Lord, we thank you. Uh, Lord, how often has it been uh, for for teenagers who've been in, ch in churches for so long and yet there seems to be no reaction, no change, no anything, and yet all it takes is one spark to, lit to light the flame. Yeah. And so, God, I pray, Lord, for sparks. Lord, I pray, oh God, uh, for flames. Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, for lives that would be touched, Lord. Uh, yes, Lord. By their, uh, by their, their youth leaders, by their parents, by uh, churches, Lord. But we pray, oh God, that no matter what the tool is that's used, Lord, it it comes from you and from you alone. Yeah. And so, uh, Lord, we look to that, Lord. We pray too for young people who have uh, walked away, who have been yeah. uh, in churches and are no longer. But we thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter how far they go. It doesn't matter where they go, Lord. That mark will never leave. Uh, their heart that you have uh, been at work in their lives at work in their hearts and so god we pray for them uh, lord that they would come back to you uh, but god yes, we lord. pray lord for strength lord for leaders we pray uh, lord that they would be encouraged lord we pray lord that they would uh, be built up lord we pray that they would keep on that they would keep going lord that they wouldn't uh, down to us but they would stay in the battle they would keep yes, on fighting yes. for young people and for for families around this country with god and so that's our prayer today lord in the end lord be glorified in everything that's said and done in our lives yeah and the lives of of those who uh work alongside us through around the country in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. Amen. amen and amen listen thank you so much guys for coming on and just sharing so so uh, amazingly on all things youth and, and i'm just trusting if you've been watching today that you've been blessed you've been encouraged and you can go away with something you've been equipped uh, you've not just been blessed in your heart but there's something in your hands maybe some kind yeah. of wisdom that you can use to see things move forward in your youth ministry and with your young yeah. people and i just want to say uh for on behalf of all the guys on the screen we are available. Call us, message, yeah. let us know if there's anything we can do, if we can pray for you, be a support to you in your youth ministry. If you're yeah. maybe one of those people, like Tim has said, you don't have a youth leader. You're, you're, you're trying to gather young people in your own church. Give us a call. We'd love to support you in that, in that endeavor mm -hmm. at that time. So listen, we are comfortably over time. Not a bad <laughs> thing. Not a bad thing. We're comfortably over time. So what I'm going to do is, is we're going to sign off. Ben, Tim, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Everybody thanks, watching, Patrick. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, Take care. See you soon. Bye -bye. God bless everyone. Take care. Thanks for tuning in with us today. I hope you were blessed. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us, info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thanks for tuning in, and see you next time. God bless.